thoughts, needs, ideas, wants, people, wanty, caravan maintenance, needy, trundle beds, wants and needs. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up. Shut up, Renee. Hey. Quiche. Quankolia. Niche. Can mean? Niche's quiche. Antonimans. Hi. How are ya? Here's Sam Simmons. There he is. Uh, I've still got walking pneumonia. God damn it, it really got me. Whoa, whoa, wee, wah, woo. How are ya? You're good. I hope you're good. I hope you enjoyed your Christmas gooch, your Christmas gooch. I hope you liked it, your perineum of fun, your perineum of ham. Um, I hope you had a great one. Um, I hope you had a good... Happy New Year's as well. You've got to do that. Um, My voice is a bit funny because I've still got the walking pneumonias. Um, Oh, jeez, it's been rank. God, it really nailed me last week. It was like... um, Oh, how would I describe it? It was like a cartoon being bopped on the head. And you know when you they you have little canary birds flying around the top of your head like little Tweety birds? Um, it was like that. Uh, and just incredible fatigue. But I'm alive. My voice isn't as good as it would normally be. It's not as expressive and, um, and, and able to go to those fun little places. Or maybe it can. I've got a cat here as well, by the way. We're house-sitting a, a, a little kitty. In a little witch. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, her name is Noki. And she's like a little Burmese thing. She's very cute. Um, and she's only, well, I guess, only a few months old. So she's still like little and kitten-like. So that's kind of cute. So she might, and she's very, uh, very inquisitive. So she might annoy me during the podcast and come over and say hello. Doesn't meow though. She's meowless. But she's, um, she's all bloody, she's all floppy like milk. Do you know what I mean? Like she's all, there's, I'm looking at her right now, just like going up the steps. Um, yeah, she's just, you can just pick her up. I think she's just been manhandled by children. Or kid handled uh, her entire life, so she's just used to just being picked up and bloody flopped over your shoulder and walk. Just we'll sit, we'll like just sit in your lap and snuggle you when you put it there. Like I've never seen a cat like it. Cats normally are all skittish and weird, uh, but this one's just uh, full of love. Maybe it's an idiot. It might be an idiot. It's just it's very, extremely tactile and uh, loves cuddles. I've just never seen a cat like it. Anyway. Ah, uh, that's Noki. So Noki will be coming up a little... Noki! Noki! It's being an idiot on the staircase. Um, yeah, so anyway, I hope you had a good bloody Christmas, Gooch. It's a very strange time of year. I mean, everyone's, you know, mentioned it. You've all been there. But just that strange morning when you wake up post-boxing day uh, before New Year's, and you're like, I don't even know if it's a Tuesday or 2028 you just like you just wake up and i don't know what this is uh which is really there's nothing better than that feeling of just existing and not knowing what's going on unless you are uh you've had to work all the way through it and um hats off to you i saw this post the other day about hats by the way saying that uh, men who wear hats are a red flag how dare you that's baldest if anything a red flag Goodness, yeah, red, yeah, definitely a red flag for baldness, not a red flag for as a as a human. Goodness me, uh, yes. Trying, look, no, um, I haven't fallen off the wagon again yet. I had, I think I told you last week, like Christmas Day, had quite a few drinks, and then just woke up the next day like, nah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't miss that. So back on again, which has uh, been kind of a look. It's it hasn't been easier with having walking pneumonia. Uh, I've really hungered and panged 
for like a really and like a neat spirit or something just to like knock me out because um the the rattling of the uh, the phlegm in the chest anyway this is not fun is it hey what's going on with your no nuns um i'm very excited so i'm getting ready for i've got a brand new show coming to wyong to the art center and this is my year guys i'm going for it this is your year as well this is our year for people who are, because, you know, this is a niche podcast. It's only going out to a few people that really get into it. So it's not like a, you know, a, a, an experience for everyone. This, so I, I can say quite happily that this is our year, people. This is the year where good things happen for us. We're, we're, we're a small community of people who understand what this is, whatever this may be to you, and who we are. As a collective, I will say it, this is our year. I'm feeling really positive about it. Even though I've got a show opening in, what's the date today? It's the 6th of Jan. Oh, exactly two weeks. So 14 days until I have to uh, lay out a new show, which I've got all planned out. I've got it on all my palm cards here. Here, you can listen to the richness of all the palm cards, of all the ideas. Ready? Palm cards are those little, um, you know, those little cards where you see like a professor standing up and holding up the cards and doing a speech. So I've got all this. Oh, that's a lot of ideas. That's a lot of laughter, people. That's tree laughter. It's made of cardboard. Oh, even the trees are weeping. Um, so 14 days. So I've got to really get stuck into it. Because I've got to say, look, during the holiday period, it's kind of... You don't get... You really don't really get things done. Uh, especially with my partner around. She's just, you know, and and Luna. Oh, goodness me, it's just it's just a succubus of your time. And you think you've got time off to do stuff, you don't. Because as soon as they're up, they want entertaining or things being done that are holiday-like mode for them. Um, kid with playdates, oh my God, too many playdates. I've had enough. I've just, I've had some, it's like, I mean, it's like being a, a YHA youth hostel over here. The amount of children coming through here. We had twins one day. They were very well behaved, by the way. I had some twins, and I thought they were going to be the worst of the worst. The twins were great. There's one... It's, look, there's always, I guess, in your circle of friends, there's always one friend. You're like, oh, God, Paul's coming over. And I'm like, oh, no, Renee's here. Who you still love and you have to look after and care for because they're your friend. And look, you know, it, 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 that's exactly the same with children. Some of Luna's friends, you're like, oh, no, not that one again. Um, and we've got one of them. There's one of them, you're just like, ugh. And they're always, like, saying the opposite to what I say and really challenge me on everything. And not even in a challenging, fun way, just in a way like, nah, not interested in you. They don't like me. I can tell this kid does not like me. And it's just a challenge. The whole time, it's just like, oh, no, you're here. Uh, and, yeah, I've, so I've experienced, because I've, I've had a myriad. I've had, this, is a, this could be taken out of context. I've had a myriad of children... Uh, over the past two weeks, especially. And, uh, yeah, this one child. Oh, you're shitting me to tears, kid. You're shitting me to tears. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, look, very much so, actually. Very much so. To the point where you're like, oh, really? Do you really have to do that? Do you want to go in? Oh, you want to open up that, do you? Do you want to go in there? Are there, are there toys at the bottom of that that you need to get to? You know they're there. No, you don't know they're there. I know they're there, but you don't know they're there. Well, you don't even know what you're looking for. You're just causing chaos. Uh, little shit. Little shit is what I'll say, you little shitbag. Um, okay. Well, um, yeah, I, 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 I shan't go any deeper into that as it is, uh, as it is offensive. It's, you know, it's only it's the kids, you know, six. They can't help it. Mind you, when they say, give me the child at seven and I'll give you the man. I think that's the old quote. 
sexist. And um, But yeah, I guess there are things that you'll see in a kid very early that you'd be shocked if you didn't see them later on as well. Um, I've got a whole lot of coloured I've just This has just got me right now. Right in front of my face are a whole lot of um, little travel books, and they're all out of order in terms of colour. I don't know if that annoys you. Is that a thing? I mean, can it be out of order in terms of colour? Is that is that segregation and racism in my mind that I want the books to be in a uniform um, allotment of colours? Um, this is very. This is a strange thing to be explaining on an audio podcast because you've got no idea. It's like me saying, "Hey, look at this," and showing you something, but you can't see it because you're listening. But I'm just telling you right now that suddenly after, um, I don't know, almost a year and a half of doing this podcast, uh, in the same place pretty much every time, that now the colours in front of me are annoying me. Whether this is a sign of a, an offshoot of uh, pneumonia or or whatever it is, the disease, the disease that um, the vaccine's given me, because there's a bit of that going on at the moment. You'd be surprised about that stuff, like who's an anti-vaxxer and who's not. And that's fine. If you want to be anti-vax, that's fine. It's your body. You do whatever you want to it. But I am starting to wonder now, because I, I did read the other day that there's um, unexpected death rates. Oh my God, this is turning into a bloody conspiracy cast. Um, unexpected death rates, or un, un... What do you call it? Like, not even unknown. Un, un... Well, just excess death rates. So just death rates that they don't understand have risen hugely in the past year of, uh, of males between the age of 40 and 60. Lot of heart disease, but that might be a weird chemical that we ate when we were kids that were in Fruit Loops. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this right now. I've got lots to talk about in this podcast as well, so I really am waffling away. What does it mean to waffle on? I will look into that later on. Hang on a minute, I'm going to play you something, get my head straight, sort out the colours on this bookshelf, and I'll be back in a minute. This is normal. Today's world is full of things, but where did they come from, and how did they begin? Sam Simmons, The Precise History of Things. Hey, uh, has anyone seen a canary yellow anklet sock? I just can't seem to find it anywhere. And so for thousands of years since the dawn of socks, socks have gone missing. As it vanished into thin air. I mean, where do they go? I mean, what does it really mean? What am I doing with my life? You know what? I, I think I've got a headache in my stomach. Isn't that called a stomach ache? Well, yeah, I, I guess it's a stomach ache. What what are we actually talking about again? My sock. Yes, socks. Like that mysterious drawer in the kitchen, two drawers up from the bottom, filled with a veritable myriad of useless shit, like bendy straws, old dried out textures, Christmas napkins, oven mitts, kebab skewers, and the parmesan egg. So what's this got to do with my lost sock? Wait for it. Wow. What's that? It's a magical porthole found inside the very kitchen drawer that leads to the land of lost socks. Come on in! Come on in! Welcome to the land of lost socks! Wow, mountains of lost socks! It smells like pubes and, and lavender. Hey, who's that playing the clarinet? That's Socrates, philosopher and lord of the socks. He plays a pretty good jazz clarinet. Do you want to learn how to play, honey? Um... All you got to do is lay next to me and we can spoon and shit and you can learn clarinet and fingering and shit. No, no, I think I want to go home. Oh, but honey, I can play on my side and shit. Uh, no, no, I really better leave. Hey, honey pants and shit, you forgot your canary yellow anklet sock and shit. The land of lost socks. Thanks. Just amazing. Sam Simmons. 
the precise history of things. I just colour-coded the shit out of my bookshelf just then. Um, I don't know what you just listened to then, but you know it was quality. It was quality. Eh? Yeah. Uh, did you look at the fireworks? Oh, you got to look at the fireworks. you got to go somewhere and look at the fireworks, because it's a firework. The fireworks in the sky. And normally sky, not firework. You look at sky and you go, oh, boy, I've seen sky before. But then when you put a firework in it, you're like, oh, look at the sky. I don't get the fireworks. Like, we went, um, we had a lovely time. We went with, uh, it was nice. I guess it's a... You stand around with other people that you don't know and go, oh, look at firework. And you go, oh, look at that. Bang, 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 bang. I saw there were, um, no, I heard there were audio descriptions uh, on the radio or the ABC in Australia were uh, talking about how uh, the audio description of the fireworks is the big thing. So tune in. There's audio descriptions, which just seems like you're rubbing it in to people who can't see the fireworks. If you're blind, don't, I mean, it's a, it's a strange thing to have to explain to someone who's lifelong blind what a firework is like. I mean, it's not about like missing out or, and I understand about inclusion, but wouldn't you be more upset having the audio description of the firework uh, explained to you? And how would you explain it to someone who's never seen what the firework, you can hear the firework, the bangs are enough. Don't rub it in by explaining the firework. Um, They won't know they're missing out anyway. Anyway, I don't understand the audio descriptions of the firework, bang, bang, bang. Purple firework goes off. Oh, sorry, you don't know what the color purple is. Maybe someone who is blind can explain to me, is there... I'd like to know, if you are blind and you're listening to this podcast, explain to me uh, what... No, you have to be life-blind, though. This God, this is, this is sounding very, very wrong. If you are life-blind from birth, are you into an audio description of a firework? I'd like to know. Um, are you missing out? Or is it the audio of the bangs, like the pop, 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 bang... Which, if you do listen to, and then if you hear someone rolling an empty wheelie bin over some concrete, it's the same kind of noise. Bang, 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 bang. Could you confuse someone uh, who is life-blind into thinking that the fireworks are an empty wheelie bin being dragged over some concrete? It doesn't... Look, all I, all if there's someone out there who is life-blind, please explain to me, do you, um, do you enjoy an audio description of a firework? Also, why are fireworks that good for anyone in general? And why do we all have to... If you're not at the fireworks, quick, go bloody watch it on the TV. It, they're not that good on the TV. It's just fireworks... Oh, sorry, hiccup. That was weird. Um, fireworks on a TV, but that's not really the point of the firework because you need to see it live. If fireworks were that good and you watch them on TV, there'd be a show every week on TV called Fireworks. And then, like, you know, 9 o'clock on a Thursday night, you're like, oh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm just going to sit at home and watch uh, watch, uh, watch TV. Oh, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching Fireworks Season 4. Uh, I just don't get it. I don't get the fireworks. I can understand back in the day, you'd be like, ooh, look, firework in the sky, explosives in the sky. I get it. Um, it's just not my thing. So anyway, we did. We, we congregated in a park, a, a, a park that wasn't saturated with idiots, by the way. It was a wonderful place to congregate with a whole lot of kids. And we stayed for the nine o'clock fireworks, which is the kids fireworks, which happen in Sydney in Australia, which is really sweet. So the kids got together and um, were little toddlers sitting on a bench being uh, overawed by the fireworks. And then we drove home. It was a really easy, lovely um, little experience for New Year's. Really enjoyed it. Also, I've got to I've got to say, give a shout out to um, the parents of the friends of my my daughter Luna. They're a lovely group of people. I'm really I'm very very lucky. I know it's going to happen. It's going to change. I know next year we're going to a new year at school, and there's going to be some parent, and she's going to make friends with some parent that I just don't like. And you've got to put up with it. You've just got to, oh, okay. I don't really like. 
I don't like Ian's parents, but, you know, Luna seems to really get along with Ian. They're doing really... Ian, I've never met a young Ian, by the way. What a ridiculous name to... Let's, let's pick Bobby. Bobby. Okay, so Luna loves Bobby, but Bobby's parents are knobs. And it'd be like... A, and then, you know, I would then change Bobby's name to Knob Bobby. And it's like, oh, I've got to go see Knob Bobby. Which really means that, like, I like Bobby, the kid, but Bobby's parents, dickheads. Um... Yes, anyway, so shout out to my uh, Luna's parents because they're all good. I've not n not even met, there's not even an inkling of someone I just don't want to be near. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? So I'm very, very lucky, but I know that's going to change. That's just the roll of the bloody dice. Also, in the New Year's, then no um, resolutions from me. Maybe try to cut down on swearing. That's the only thing. I don't really, really want to swear as much. So I'm trying to say cheese and rice instead of, um, you fucking asshole. It's like, ah, cheese and rice. Uh, I hope it catches on. I heard it in a movie and I liked it. Ah, cheese and rice. Uh, so I will try. I will try. I will try. Uh, yeah. So anyway, happy New Year's. I hope you had a good one. I hope it was great. I hope there weren't idiots there. And uh, yeah, I hope you had no regrets the next morning. And I hope you're bloody just getting ready for this year. I'm getting ready for it. I'm trying my best. So 14 days until I've got this new show opening in Wyong. And just piecing it together now, and I've had no, just no time. No time because of the holidays. There's been no, I mean, there's been downtime. Um, waking up with fatigue's been quite strange with the pneumonia, because I thought there was something seriously wrong, or that I was sinking into a depression again. I was like, oh no, what is this feeling? And then I looked it all up, and it's like, okay, this is definitely a sign of uh, pneumonia. Um, is, is the fatigue, just waking up like clouded and vague. But today I'm actually feeling great. I'm not... 100%, but I'm probably at 86. And I'm not even forcing it this morning. This is happening. I will tell you something. I tried recording this yesterday morning and I just stopped it. I was like, nah, you're not ready. You're just, you're, you're too full of phlegm and your head's all mushy. Just don't do this yet. I just got woken up by the cat though. It is, what time is it? It's 5.26am. I did get woken up by at 4.30 by the cat, which I liked. Bloody walking all over my face. Like, where's my bloody breakfast? It's 4.30am, I'm a cat. Uh, so yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, just get in there, just get in there and have a little chat to your mates. Lovely messages over the last week. You seem to really enjoy the, the last podcast. I haven't had that many messages in ages. Maybe it's because you've got downtime as well and you're all messaging in, but thank you very much. I've got, uh, where, who, who, who bloody messaged in? There were lots. Craig Jumanji, real one. Brad Coase, Dallas Reedman, Flinders Stokes, Carly Mitter, Ben Johnson, Bridget Conway, Luke Spearing. Um, some of the bloody little highlight messages. Thank you very much. And I know I'm really lackadaisical at getting back to you, but that's okay. It's, it, you know that I love you. I'm here. I'm reading them and I will respond. So some, some I'll respond. So I just don't, I just don't, but know that I mean well, um, I've got stuff to do. I've got to try and write a live show that, you know, you will pay money for to come along that has to be great. And I want this one to be great. I mean, the last one was fucking magnificent. Wish I got to tour it a little bit more, but this is, you know, this is what it is. Uh, I'm also going to be, uh, yeah. Oh, there's more Tim and, uh, sorry, there's more Sean and Marley coming up. Uh, by the way, shout out to Tim, the producer of Sean and Marley. Um, thank you very much. You've been absolutely amazing. Uh, but Sean and Marley, the two kids that do the uh, the cooking show. Uh, thank you so. There's so many great messages and love, but there's another episode coming out in January, so very much looking forward to that. Um, and if you haven't got on top of it yet, go watch it. It's just brilliant stuff. Watch all their episodes. They're just such lovely, joyous fellas. God damn it. Just little interests, little interests. Ah. And when I say little, I just mean like, just, it's just moments. Just, 
there's something, the simplicity of, I guess, a moment in making a sandwich or just sharing a meal. There's something joyous in Sean and Marley, and I absolutely, ah, oh, I adore it. So I'm looking forward to you guys um, seeing the next episode and getting back to me on that. The comments on um, on socials and YouTube, just really lovely stuff. It's such a happy corner of the internet. It's just a nice, because the internet's such a bloody, or can be such an awful, vicious place. Uh, there was a few, a couple of negative comments, which I, you know, I got rid of one of them, which was just rude. Rude. Um, but yeah, if you haven't got on top of it, buddy, get into it anyway. Um, gosh, tell you what, I'm looking forward to this uh, holiday period getting out of here. So Luna's in holiday care Monday. And then, and my partner's back at work. So I was just like, oh, thank goodness. I can sit and focus on this show and getting it out there. So the show is called Man in a Fork with a, in a World Full of Soup. Um, it's a quite a tenuous link. What I'm looking for at the moment... Oh, no, I'm not going to spoil the show. I'm not going to spoil the top of the show. I'm looking for something physical that I need, but I will find it by myself. I don't need you guys to know about the bloody start of the show because then you'll be like, oh, I, knew, I already knew this was going to happen. I bloody knew it. I had a feeling this was going to... No, you heard it. That's what you did. You bloody heard it. Uh, um... Hang on, what's that? Oh, yes. So, yeah, the whole the whole period's just been full of kid stuff. So it's, uh, you know, water slide parks, kid action, taking them to the pool, um, hot dogs, bloody sausages and bread. Just too much stuff. A lot of local pool, which is fantastic. Well, actually, one dad there who I like, we, we get along really, really well. We promised each other that we would um, always contact each other before we went to the pool so we know that you know each one was there so we could catch up rah rah and we just we bumped into each other at the pool and it was awkward because like neither of us rang each other to let us know it's not like you know we're bound to each other but there was a little bit of a moment like oh yeah you, you, you know what mate and i was like oh yeah i could have done that for him as well it's like oh okay um had a um had a strange moment the other day so we were meeting up with my partner's friend who i love as well We'll call him Michael, and that's his name. And we were like, oh, we'll meet you at the pub um, in the new year. You guys can raise a, I'll raise a soda water. You guys will raise a pot, glass of beer. And anyway, I, just before that, it was only meant to be one beer. So Luna wanted an icy pole. Uh, she'd been asking all day and she'd been a good girl. So I was like, okay. So I went to the local little um, IGA kind of situation and bought a packet of like, kind of natural icy poles. Not like a Zupa Duper, but like an icy pole. Anyway, if you don't know what a Zupa Duper, it doesn't matter. And I bought them and brought them back to the pub because I knew we were going and gave Luna an icy pole. And then, of course, inevitably, of course, my partner's like, oh, I'd like another beer. I'm like, oh, I've got these icy poles. They're going to melt. And she said, go and ask the person behind the bar. And I went to ask the person behind the bar and they said they can't take the icy poles behind the bar. No one always this because of, it's like um, health and safety. I was like, what? So I just had this packet of like expensive kind of natural icy poles. So it's not like, you know, I, this is this is like probably a $15 um, outlay, you know, because I thought it's the New Year's, get a nice icy pole. These are natural, good. But then I'm thinking they're all going to melt. So what do I do with this? So what I had to do, and I was like, went back to um, the supermarket, but it was really busy. So I felt weird to queue up to go, hey, can I put the icy poles back in the freezer? This is a ridiculous story, by the way. Um, so I bypassed the line and I, I shop put, I shop put, I didn't shop lift. I shop put, I put the icy poles back in the freezer in the, in the supermarket. So I could, cause the pub was literally next door. And then I went back to the pub to go, oh, all right, well I'll get them afterwards. And then I had to shop lift them and I didn't have a receipt. This is the, 
ridiculousness of this story. So I've shot put icy poles back into the fridge, which I've already bought from. I mean, I could have proved it on my um, on my phone, but the details of the purchase don't come through until, you know, the next day. So I've got, this is madness. So I've shot put the icy poles back into the freezer at the supermarket and thinking to myself, oh, after the, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to shot lift them. Or if someone catches me, I'll go, oh, look, I had to put them back because, which is a ridiculous long story to explain. Well, why didn't you just ask at the front? Oh, well, you were really busy. Oh, we're not busy now. Cause then I went back when I went to shop lifted back, it, 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 the line wasn't there anymore and it wasn't busy. And I didn't walk in and explain to someone, Hey, by the way, I've shot put some icy poles back in the freezer and now I'm coming to shoplift them back, but I'm not shoplifting them. I've already purchased them. Do you have a receipt? No, um, but I can show you the purchase on my um, in my phone. And they'll be like, oh, but there's no details there. But I'm like, yeah, but add up the price. That's the exact price. What's the chances of that? In my head, I played out every scenario quite easy. I just went in and shoplifted them or walked out. It was no problem. So um, I guess the moral of the story is shoplift this year in 2024. Shoplift away! Uh Yes, uh, you can take that out of context or not. I'm actually telling you to do it. I got away with it. Now I'm excited to do more. Did you Did you follow the story? I hope you followed the story. Um, okay, this is the bloody. This is a waffling podcast. This one. Uh, we will look into waffle on a little bit later. It was uh, so. Yeah, it's it's uh, in Australia. If you are, are overseas, I'm getting a lot of messages from overseas. A lot of um, uh, people in Holland. Or are the, the Netherlands that have been in contact with me? I'm not just saying that. Like, a lot. I even had some, ca- like, two cameos. I'm wondering whether um, some weird TV I've done a, a, over in the UK or the Europe is now showing in the Netherlands. I can't understand it. Anyway, lots of messages, which is quite odd. Uh, so, this time of year, of course, it's, you know, it's the northern southern hemisphere. So, it's very, very hot here. It's been very, very humid lately. Um, so of course a lot of, uh, I've been doing spring cleaning cause I'm so sober as well. Uh, I think I did that like the day after boxing day, post boxing day. I was like, that's it. I'm getting into every nook and cranny. And I think it's just procrastination cause I'm writing a new show, but I took a rug out of the bottom of my basement and I had to beat it on a fence. I had to beat a rug. I, that's the point I got to in my, um, in the tenacity inside my mind, the tenaciousness to actually clean the place. I started beating a rug with a tennis racket out on the side of the fence. And my God, has anybody ever done that before? With a big, solid, chunky rug. Not a little one. I'm talking about like a, a, a four meter by three meter, heavy, heavy Berber. I put that across the fence and beat it and the stuff that came out of that. And it all went up in my nostrils and I did this sneeze and it was like a, it was like Satan's, uh, it was like a, it was like a wad of Satan. I was going to say Satan's come. But I don't want to because I hate that word. And I hate people saying, uh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to even going to go there. But the wad of blackened snot that came out of my nose when I sneezed after beating thus rug. You know, when you see an old nonna, like in a movie that's sitting above, like she's in Sicily and she's beating a rug out the window. Anyway, it was disgusting. It's one of the worst things I've ever done was to beat a rug um, in near 40 degree heat as the dust goes up into your face. But the rug's bloody stunning at the moment. I, and then I vacuumed it. I've never seen so much stuff come out of a rug. I don't know whether it's normal. It normal? Uh, I don't even know whether that's a story. I do sometimes list a whole lot of stuff um, down on a bit of paper that I can remember during the week to refer to. And it just said, beat a rug. In my mind, great story. For you guys, probably not so much. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm going to play something now. I'm going to come back with a with a really great movie recommendation. Getting to know you. Yes, hello, uh, Triple J. Hello. That's Karim with a Y. Sorry? That's Karim. No, no, it's uh, it's Michael. Oh, okay. 
just helping out. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Can I get a request on young Michael? Oh, I'll do my best. Sorry, I'm just a bit... Just do your best. Do you want me to call back when she's there or no, what? No, that's all right. I'm just a bit sad. It's all right, man. It's cool. You're uh, a bit sad? Yeah, I'm just a bit down. Anyway, uh, what, what, sorry, what, what, what song would you like? Why, is, why are you down? Oh, just in the dumps, you know? <laughs> yeah, just... Sorry. Hey? I find it hard sometimes. What? I find it hard sometimes. Richard Kingsmill stole money out of my backpack. Who? Richard Kingsmill stole money out of my backpack. Is this Sam? No. Getting to know you. Just quickly, the movie um, I recommend, it's called Saltburn. Saltburn. Uh, which is about an estate, a manor, and it stars, stars a young um, Irish actor, I think he is, or he'd be, I don't know where he's from, uh, he feels Irish, I, I think he's English though, his name's Barry Keon, I think, uh, he was the beautiful, lovely, kind of simple boy that was in the Banshees of Inch Nuritanen, but he's uh, the lead in this kind of, re- it's a great thriller, it's, it's fan- I loved it. And I think it's in cinemas, but I saw it on a, on one of the bloody streaming services, which uh, I'm getting rid of. I'm pretty much going to get rid of all of them. That's it. My partner and I discussed it and uh, just can't afford it. And it's just a waste of time just watching stuff, just laying horizontally on your side. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like this thing of just laying horizontally on your side, watching a, sc- a screen at an angle, just absorbing it, just thinking, is this real life? And 2024 is not about that for me, people. It's about getting up and getting into life. I'm waking up my partner tomorrow morning at 4am to go for a beach dip as well. We are going in. We're going to be in the baths. We're going to be in the uh, the sea baths tomorrow morning. And she's got to suck it up. Because uh, I've been promising her that she... Well, she's been saying she really wants to do it. And I just know full well when I try to do it with her, she's going to get all shitty. But that's it. We're doing it. Um, anyway, the film was called uh, Saltburn, and I really, really liked it. Speaking of uh, things that are cool, we went to an Anglo-Indian restaurant, deliberately. So, you know when you uh, sometimes, you know, the f- like food court Indian, you're a little bit like, oh, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, there's certain, there's two places in, uh, there's one place in particular in Sydney, it's called Fahim. Now, Fahim is uh, a really hardcore Pakistani um, curry house. And it's really good, like Nihari and um, Halim, all these amazing curries. Like it re- but it's the hardcore one, and there are certain demographics of, um, I guess, the Anglican church, or you know what I'm saying, Anglos, who will eat that curry and go, no, it's too curry. So then you get the watered-down version at the food court. So I went to a restaurant that's kind of like the refined version of the watered-down version at the food court. Uh, it's called Daryl's, and it's... It's prided itself on being Scottish Indian cuisine. So there's chip buddies, but with butter chicken sauce. Not into butter chicken, by the way. I'm just going to say it right now. It's the girls' curry, which is sexist, but it's just the curry. that I don't know why. Every single partner I've had, female partner that I've had in the past, have been nuts for butter chicken. And I just don't get it. I don't understand the curry. I don't like it. The mixture of cream and tomato is not for me. Even though I know in a pasta it works quite well. But I don't like it in a curry. But we went to this place, Daryl's, and it was fantastic. It was really, really yummy. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not getting in it. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Go to Daryl's if you're in Sydney. It's fantastic. And Daryl is a very traditional Scottish kind of like um, first name. Daryl, get in here. Clean, call it. 
Uh, that was a terrible Scottish accent. Sounded It sounded Irish. I think I do Irish better. But uh, we went to Daryl's and it had all the stuff. And they even had chips on the plate. So you had chips. and It was like a very British experience. They were not Scottish. A very British experience of what a curry is. They just do it differently over there in the UK. Um, it's just not the same as what we do it here. But if you would like that experience, it's like a diner. You sit in. Um, it's just, it was great. We really enjoyed it. And it was, it was lovely. We've been doing a little bit of, uh, there's been quite a few little dinners out, um, because you, you know, you splurge over the Christmas period. And, um, that was my splurge because it was kind of cheap. I was like, let's go to Daryl's. And, uh, my, my partner, Rosie loved it. She was like, oh, this is really yummy. I was like, do you like the butter chicken? She was like, yeah, I do. I like Daryl's. And she talked about Daryl's for two days afterwards. So it was obviously, it hit the spot. Um, we also went to a, my partner was in, my partner kind of leads the palette and it kind of annoys me. It's always what she wants. I don't know why. Maybe it's because she's the pants of the family and she's the earner at the moment, but she's just always getting what she wants. And, uh, she wanted proper Chinese, pardon me. So we went into Chinatown, had to go to a place with the ducks in the window, but she took us somewhere that was a little bit too posh. It was way too expensive. It was like a seafood place. And it was Luna's first experience of um, of lobsters in the tank properly. Like it was a whole wall of you know of shellfish on death row, and I I, I just couldn't. <laughs> it was really hard to explain to her that yes, they're going to die, but no, they're okay and they've had a happy life. She worked it out. She was like, no, are they going to eat them? And I'm like, well, look, no, they're for decoration. She's like, no, I just saw that man because it was a hardcore place where they take the plastic bag up to the tank, scoop the fish out or the lobster put it in the bag and you know they're off to the kitchen and she saw that i'm like no no they released them into the uh the ocean after that and she's like looking at me like yeah come on dad um so she worked it out so it was her first experience of the uh of yeah of lobs lobsters on death row which is it's pretty sad isn't it because if you're a lobster and you because most people on death row what's your final meal they'd be like lobster but if you're a lobster on death row what's your final meal and they'd be like well it wouldn't be lobster would it well, what about a f- algae prime algae I don't know what lobsters eat, but lobsters would be, they'd be, they'd eat algae, wouldn't they? Algae eaters? Um, or little shrimpton? They wouldn't eat shrimpton. What's a shrimpton anyway? It's like a smaller shrimp. Plankton is what I was trying to say. Plankton. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, trying to explain the lobsters on death row to Luna was, uh, was, uh, I, I didn't succeed is, is all I'm saying. I did, I, 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 I didn't get a ride. We also went to another night. We went to a place called Spice World. Where they have, where their big selling point is there's robots. You get served by a robot. And Luna was just like, I'm running a robot. We did a lot of stuff um, involving Chinatown this over the Christmas gooch. It was really great as well. There was lots of, it, it, I love Chinatown. It's really fun. It sounds wrong just saying Chinatown because there's always like, you know, there's, there's every restaurant's there. I mean, you can't call it um, Oriental Land or Asia World. Uh, but Chinatown, I guess it is. And uh, yeah, we went to another place that was served by robots. It was only one robot. It was a shit robot. It was basically just a robot. It was, look, it was a shelf. It was like six shelves on wheels that whizzed around. It did come to your table with certain things to add to your hot pot. Um, and it did have a face. And it was like an animated face. And it did kind of work. And Luna, Luna was obsessed anyway. She's like, oh, that's, that's the robot. And she hung around with the robot, followed the robot, back and forward with the robot, talked about the robot. Uh, was, it basically was uh, very excited about the robot. Food was substandard, but there was robots, as you expect. I mean, if they got the combination right and the food was immaculate, like Michelin starred with a robot, my God, amazing. But this was shit food, good robot. Actually, fine robot. Look, poor robot, poor food, I'll be honest. But it was still a robot nonetheless, which is better than no robot. 
If it was ro- if it was non-robot shit food, that's just a bad place. Um, but it was a shit robot shit food, that's okay. Uh, I'm sure there's a scale of the Michelin starred. Uh, there should be ro- robotic starred restaurants of uh, the the caliber of robot versus food. I don't want well, to shut up, mate. Uh, speaking of food, we went to Austin Mir to visit one of Luna's friends at the beach, which was a very beautiful day. It was so sunny and gorgeous, wonderful little beach uh, with an escarpment over the top that everyone bangs on about, which was very, very lovely. And it's at it's a back beach of basically Campbelltown. Now, Campbelltown is a, a western suburb of Sydney, which is full of, uh, how do I describe this, new migrants, old families, old migrants. Anyway, it's basically a big Lebanese community out there and others. And it's basically Austin Mir is their back beach. It's closer for them to go to Austin Mir or quicker or easier to get to Austin Mir than it is to go to, say, Bondi Beach. So the beach was absolutely packed with families from from Campbelltown. And what I realized there is, my God, do those bloody cheese and rices, that's me trying to say motherfuckers, but cheese and rices, which then if I say those cheese and rices sure know how to cook, that sounds like I'm saying a racist thing about Lebanese people. Jesus Christ, what just happened then? Cheese and rice. Oh, cheese and rice, Jesus Christ. I just worked it out. So instead of saying Jesus Christ, you say cheese and rice. Oh, Jesus and rice. Uh, I was just going to say, those motherfucker lebs, they know how to cook. Oh my God. In terms of barbecuing. My God, I've never seen so many variants of barbecue going on on the beach with amazing things on it than um, these Lebanese families. They're extraordinary. One guy had built out of boxes a smoker. So he had eggplants on a grill at the beach with like a box arraignment on top where he'd fashioned out of um, cardboard a chimney with a vent. So he was letting smoke out at interims as he was smoking the eggplant on his grill. Uh, they know that's next level barbecuing. I've never seen bloody Brad doing that on his uh, on his Weber. Oh my goodness, it was incredible. There were bowls of like lentils and fatouche and oh, it was just like, just walking around just thinking, oh, I've got a sausage and bread. Looking at, mind you, the sausage and bread trumps everything um, with a bloody bit of burnt caramelised onion. So oh, I've got to get that all organised for Adelaide as well. Good, good Lord, I'm going to be selling sausages. It's going to be, sal- but only when I want, by the way. I'm only selling sausages when I want. Uh, if you've been to the Adelaide Fringe before, you'll notice there's a fairy floss. Um, there's fairy floss people there, but they only do it when they want. They're not there all the time. You can't go to the fringe and go. You know what? I'm going straight to get some fairy floss. And you get there and you're like, where are they? They're not here. I'm going to be like that with sausage and bread. If you catch me making sausage and bread, then that's great for you. But I'm not always going to be there. It's not like I'm there from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. every night. No way. I'm not doing that. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a happening. It's like a 70s swinger party. If it's on, it's on. If it's not, it's not. Uh, anyway, so the uh, the Lebanese families from Campbelltown, you made me very jealous, is all I'll say. Extraordinary, yum things going on. Whoa-wee, wow The drive out there was perilous, though, I've got to say. The the amount of hot men in Hiluxes screeching down the highway to get to the beach uh, made the... That was the only d- downside to travelling to Austin Mir were the men in Hiluxes on the freeway slash highway or whatever you, is you call it. Um, you made the experience not very fun. That was not fun. So thank you very much for that. Bloody, just slow down. Don't get angry. It's it's holidays. And yes, maybe you've got a job to go to and there is an emergency, but bloody, just don't, you don't have to do it aggressively. If I'm in the right-hand lane and it's 120 kilometers an hour and I'm sitting on 120 kilometers an hour, don't get ang- angry at me because you want to overtake. I know I have to get left. I'm trying to get left, but don't just sit on my bumper 
at 120 kilometers an hour in your fucking Hilux getting angry because you need to get to the beach, you shithead. I don't care. I don't care what you're smoking. Just bloody in terms of like, on your grill. I don't care if the bloody the eggplants are about to turn. Just get off my bumper. Don't be mean. Just don't be mean. Don't be mean. Uh, okay. I don't know what this is. What is this today? Are you good? Are you good? What are the little messages did I get? Uh, Bridget Conway uh, wants to know something about... Oh, yes, I don't know when I'm on sale in Lithgow, but you know what, Bridget? You've been so lovely to me. I owe you a tea towel. I haven't even put it in the post yet. There's quite a few tea towels still to be put in the post. I haven't done it yet. I will get around to it. Um, I might even just wait, Bridget. I might just wait till you're at the show in Lithgow, and I will just give you the tea towel there. Is that, does that sound good? That sounds good, doesn't it? And then we'll meet and say hello and do stuff. Luke Spearing, I don't know what your message was, but thank you, I liked it. Oh, no, it was a really lovely message. I don't remember it, but I do remember the positivity in it. Carly Midup, always sending me great information about stuff. Flinders Stokes, your kids, uh, your kids' idea is great, so he does kids' music. I don't know what it is, but I will get back to you um, as well. And I've also got some, um, I think I've got some weird voice messages here as well. I say weird because uh, I, I actually don't know, I don't know what they are yet because I haven't um, listened to them. I'm just going to shuffle this one along. We'll do this live. This is how live we get on this buddy thing. You ready? Here we go. So it's going to be coming up. And this is from Dallas. Okay. Hi. Hi. I like your boots. My boots? No, I said your boots. Your shoes. Hey, sorry. Nothing. What? What? I said nothing. You just said nothing then. My dad really likes Mark Knopfler. I don't know what that means. What are you talking about? Mark Knopfler on CD. How good are... What? Hi. Okay. I'm going. I... Hi. So I had to... Uh, I, I, Dallas, I just listened and I know exactly what you're talking about. But I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it because uh, I've got to keep it a secret. Uh, he uh, worked out what film I was on, which is not hard to work out. Um, but also some other stuff as well. I was like, uh-oh, okay, I'm not putting that in the podcast. I don't want that ending up in the bloody on news.com.au or something. Or what's that other awful, what's the British one that shit that everyone ends up in when you say something controversial? I think I said something about gun laws on the project once upon a, to- once upon a time and it- and it made the uh, it made this, the Daily Mail the Daily Mail. That's the one. So I'll leave it there. But thank you, Dallas. Thank you. That was very very complimentary of uh, of certain things I've done in the past. Thank you very much, sir. There you there you there. I do have another message here from where's it? Brad Coase. Is this Brad Coase? Let's have a little listen to this. G'day, Sam. Uh, Happy New Year. It's Brad here. Um, <laughs> your uh, Long-time listener, second-time voice messenger. Hey, mate. The uh, hope you're well. I am. Um, just had a funny story. Go. The I was listening to your podcast on the way home from work and talking about the tiger bite. Or the six-year-old child was mauled by a tiger, and I deal with some very interesting characters in my pharmacy that I work in, and um, one of the one of the more hilarious stories that I only just remembered was a lady came in once and I was chatting away known her for a while and out of nowhere not sure the segue of the conversation but the words out of her mouth were I was bitten by a tiger (laughs) and uh, that made me pause and uh, I wound it back a bit long story short she was a carny family circus 
back in New Zealand actually as well, which is even more hilarious. And as a child at the circus with her family, she was attacked by a big cat through the cage. Oh. And when she was taken to the hospital, they had to lie and say that it was a dog bite, just so that the lion <gasps> or tiger, I'm not, oh, I can't quite remember which type of big cat it was that they had in their circus. Um, but she's got a giant scar on her leg with a, the, the giant cat tore through, you know, like cartoon-esque, and pulled her into the, uh, the up against the bars of the cage. Sheesh. Yeah. So she uh, wasn't that six-year-old, I don't believe, from your story, but it, it is equally um, like a hilarious circumstance. So she's fine. Um, she had other problems, but the being she was never eaten by the lion. Um, thought you'd enjoy that. Well, she's mauled. Uh, also, another client had a crocodile death roll over them oh. uh, while they were eating their lunch in the far north on a trawler. Um, again, the patient just tried to roll that off, pretend that, well, not pretend, but sort of, you know, make it seem less important than it was. No, it's important. But, um, yeah, they uh, had to hide in the bushes for quite a long time while their friend was eaten by a crocodile. Oh my god, what do you mean you have to make that normal? Anyway. Don't normalise um, that. Happy New Year. Thank you, mate. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you again soon when I have uh, a dream, maybe, to um, ask you to interpret. Thanks, anyway, Brad. Take it easy, mate. Thank you, happy Brad. Day. Thank you, mate. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, um, oh, imagine that. Imagine being a circus family. Because that's a thing. Like, I think they still, oh no, I don't think they do still operate. Or are there animal ones? Because you know when you're driving out, when you the more west, or depending where you are, the more insular you go into Australia, you will see those big signs for uh, for circuses, and they always do have a picture of a lion or a tiger on there. I wonder if they still operate. I actually am going to look into that in a minute. Uh, uh, circus re- regional circuses, because that was a thing, wasn't it? You know, they'd just be like uh, what was Silver's Silver Circus. I remember that as a kid. Definitely remember tigers, and I definitely remember horses. There was always some bloody. There was always some woman on a horse wearing feathers and spandex, just like da- just dancing on the end of a horse. And you'd be like, "Oh, look at her!" And then you'd see her in real in daylight outside. You'd be like, "Oh, she's a bit rough," um, because they're all carnies. You know, she looked really uh, amazing and spectacular, like a, a Disney princess on top of the horse. And then you see her out in the daylight outside of the tent. You're like, "Oh, she's got no teeth." Um, anyway, there's a lot of, I mean, there's like a lot of carny connotations there with, uh, the toothless and meth and I guess, you know, meth and, uh, meth and kids rides at the, you know, in the fun fair and tigers, not a good mix for any of them. Um, yeah, there's something about fairy floss, meth, meth, amphetamines, tigers, fun fairs and children that just should not all go together. But it's the place that children want the most. Thank you, Brad. Um, I'm sure you've you've dealt with a lot. I, I'd want, I like some more pharmacy stories, actually. Uh, if you're a pharmacist, I imagine the stories you're getting in there. Because at first I thought like someone was going to come in here and go, I've got a tiger bite. I need some bloody... Give me something on it. Not just a band-aid. I need some drugs. You must have some experiences. I guess there must be a code of ethics with... The pharmacists have a very strong union, from what I hear. Very, very intense union. One of the most 
unionized um, bodies in Australia. That's why there's all these issues with uh, pharmacists and medications. You're not allowed to get two lots and all sorts of stuff. But I know it's unionized in quite a, a strong way. I'd like to know more about that, Brad. I want to know more about the bloody union of the pharmacists. Uh, not that I'm looking for um, extra uh, pharmacy products. I've realized my ADHD medication, I don't really need it. I'm already, I, f- I over-focus anyway. And I guess that maybe what's going on with me ADHD medication, it's making me focus even harder. Um, in a way, but in a way that makes it annoying that I'm thinking too much about something that I really didn't, don't need to think about. Do you know what I mean? Is that a thing? Um, anyway, shout out to all my uh, circus peeps and pharmacists out there. <laughs> I, ho- I hope you're having a bloody, uh, hope you're having a good one. Uh, I've got another message here. This is from Craig Jumanji. Uh, this one comes from deep inside the jungle. So uh, thank you, Craig Jumanji. Here we go. Oh. What an idiot. That's hilarious. Thank you, Craig Jumanji. Craig Jumanji there with a little... See, look, hey, you know what? Okay, I don't listen to this stuff. I don't listen to this stuff. I just play it. So if it's on there, I did get rid of the Dallas... uh, Not the Dallas one. Yeah, I did get rid of the Dallas one because it was talking about stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about uh, publicly. But um, yeah, normally I'll just play these things without listening. I did not listen to that. So thank you. You used a bit of initiative and did something creative there. Maybe you'd like to do that. Send me in your voice message or send me in your soundbite. Maybe just record yourself doing something weird around the house. Send it in to samnishesquiche at gmail.com and, um, and we'll, we'll listen to it together for, for your oral pleasure. Where's the cat? Get down here, cat. Noki. The cat's name's Noki, by the way. Noki, come over here. Come say hello. Do you want to come and talk on the podcast? You don't meow for some reason. It's a meowless cat. I love a cat that goes. Um, okay, I'm going. I'm going to do a deep dive in a minute. I want to do. This is going to. I reckon I could do an hour and a half today. I won't. I'm going to keep it under an hour always, just because. Uh, then it just. I mean, I'm talking to myself, but I'm not. I'm talking to you. I'm in you. I'm in you. We are one, and we are many. And from all the lands on earth we come. We're pretty racist to Aboriginals. I am, you are, we are Australian. Um, okay, so... Oh, by the way, um, where are you? Where are you, buddy? Uh, ben, Benjamin Johnson. Thank you. lot of messages. lot to unpack. We'll get back to you. A lot to unpack. A lot. A lot. But I'm with you, mate. I'm on your, I'm on your bloody side, mate. I'm with you. Ben, me and you, mate. Me and bloody you. We are Australian. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, I'm going to look up Waffle On, and that's going to be my... um. I'm not calling it a deep dive anymore. Thinky. It's going to be my thinky this week. Thinkies! Uh, we're going into uh, the meaning of Waffle On, which I like. I like that we explore something now, when I do the thinky or deep dive... It's now going to be something, instead of just this pre-prepared thing, it's now going to be, because last week was the lions at Melbourne Zoo, um, and this week it'll be waffle on, to waffle on as to where it comes from. Waffling. Let's do some, let's immerse ourselves. Where's the most fun you can have in one day? Jabaroo, you got any info for me? Oh, as in my thought. I don't know. What, what what can you get up to around there? What can you do in Jabiru? Oh, bugger all. Not much yeah. else to do. Nah, not really. Everyone works at the mine. Uh, okay. <laughs> what, what's, what's the ore they mining there? Uh, uranium. 
Whatever you do, it's non-stop fun at Jamboree, where you control the action. I've got the power. Ah, uh, uranium. By the way, if I didn't give any context to the uh, context, a uh, context, uh, contextual. Um, how do you identify contextually? Um, God, identity is ridiculous. Uh, aren't we just putting ourselves in boxes? That's what I am. I am of this group, joined to that group, and that's how I identify. And you better not say anything that's going to upset me in my identity. I mean, God, do we really need to... It's, it's like walking out there and just saying everything straight away. Every, like, um, everything you... Like, it's going to get to a point where you have to put everything down in a list of the things you like, things that will trigger you, things you don't like, so that you will meet other like-minded people. And then we're all in little different boxes. In, imagine an ice cube tray of life and everyone's a different ice cube in there, but you're in there with different, like, you know, because water is malleable and water mixes with other water and each ice cube tray is full of all these different types of waters that are in there and you're like, oh, I identify as this, so I'm in this little ice cube section and then you're over there, the far extremist ice cube at the end. I don't know what I'm talking about here, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Do we need, really need identity to... Can't we all just be? Can't we all just be people? And like some of us argue about things and some of us believe some things. And just because I think one thing doesn't, and you don't like that, doesn't mean you hate me. You're just like, oh, okay, well, he just thinks that. I just very, actually, at um, pick up the, the, the other day, a uh, kid was at a play date. No, drop off. Drop off for a play date. Saw an old friend from many, many moons ago. And uh, I don't know, we ended up getting into gender politics and all sorts of stuff. And, and it's just like, oh, God damn it. Really? Do we have to, do we have to go here? Can't we just like... I mean, I've got no problem with anybody. Re I mean, you know, hate speech, they're, they're obviously crazy. But, you know, you don't have to ban everybody. Do you know what I mean? No, not everyone needs to be banned. If they want to think a certain way or, or talk a certain way or think a certain thing, they're allowed to think it. Leave them over there to think it. They don't have to, I mean, you don't have to agree with it. That's the great thing. That's the good thing about being a human with a mind is that we can go, oh, well, you, you know, I don't believe, I don't agree with you, I think you're an idiot. That's fine, I think that. But that person who thinks that they're not an idiot doesn't think they're an idiot, they think you're an idiot. Doesn't matter. Anyway, I don't know why I went there. Uh, Craig Jumanji is what I was going to say. The guy who sent the message from the jungle. It said, this is a message from the jungle. And I did honestly think, oh, this guy's in um, Tanzania or in Indonesia somewhere and he's sending me a message. But no, it was just a, the sound effects of a jungle going on and then a fart noise at the end, which I really enjoyed. So I'd, I would like more messages like that. If you want to keep sending those messages in, Please do. So, to waffle, to waffle on. This is a real thing. I, I just thought it was like, I didn't know it was an actual thing. It's Scottish, apparently, to waffle. Waffle is language without meaning. Blathering, babbling, droning. That's me! I'm a waffler! That's my identity. I identify as a waffler. And, I mean, not of the, uh, I don't like a waffle. I'm not even, a, I'm not a sweet hot pancake man. Not into a waffle. And I know they got the little, the little grid, so I can trap the syrup. I don't care. Not my thing. Uh, waffle is language without meaning, blathering, blabbling, droning. One might waffle throughout an essay or a presentation. I'm, I'm waffling through this podcast. Yes. When not having enough material <laughs> or needing to fill in time, the term may be derived from the Scots verb waff, to wave and fluctuate. Oh, well, there you go. To waffle, particularly in the US, can also denote indecision about particular subjects or changing one's mind frequently on a topic. Example... Uh, Ian always waffles when he it says Eon by the way here it's spelled E-O-I-N which sounds very Irish to me what's going on with their weird language and Sirisha 
Uh, Eon always waffles when he's speaking to John on their podcast. That's very specific. To which John replies, come on, Eon, come out with it. Okay. It can be used as a derogatory term to describe, for instance, a candidate or politician who is considered to easily switch sides on issues to curry political flavor. Oh, I love that. I've always... To curry. Oh, it's, it's all coming together, this podcast. To curry political flavor. I like to curry because to curry is to make it better. I like that expression because I guess back in the olden days, you'd have a bit of uh, be some food in the you know fridge or in the cooler and it's going off. You're like, oh, just get it, curry it. We'll curry that. I don't know. Is that, is that what it is? To disguise the, um, the rottenness. I don't know. Anyway, uh, to curry political flavor, i.e. flip-flop, as in easily flip breakfast food without the same name. Oh, great. Hence the waffle. So, yeah, it is what I'm talking about. So... That's like in those dodgy restaurants. You know when you send back food because you didn't like it and you think, oh, I think it's going to use that again, aren't they? See those chips we sent back? Well, see that bloody, uh, as, as what happened the other night, you see that bloody, uh, that charcuterie? They're just going to use that again, aren't they? I bet they bloody, they look dodgy. Yeah, that's on his plate. You see that's gone in the kitchen. A minute and a half later, it's come out there. Uh, flip-flop. Is that to flip breakfast? Easily flip breakfast food with the same name. Hang on. Oh, no, no, that means to waffle. Yeah, gotcha. Sorry, it's the other one. Hence the waffle famously used to represent President Bill Clinton in the Doonesbury uh, comic strip. It's not famously. I didn't know about it. I did not know about that. Uh, anyway. Hey, well, that was... Look, I that was a podcast, wasn't it? You guys have reinvigorated me with the podcast, by the way. All the messages I got through the week about the Christmas podcast. Thank you. So many lovely, nice messages. Um, look out for... Uh, Sean and Marley episode, well, the second episode I'm in, um, which is coming out in, yeah, sometime in the next few weeks, I imagine. Look out for that one. Also, so I've got some new stuff coming out. So I've got a very funny, uh, uh, sketch about a profiterole coming out on Instagram very soon. I mean, I look, I wish I was more prolific with this stuff, but I, I like to take my time with it this year. 2024, I'm opening doors. I'm coming back. Um, I'm very much looking forward to, yeah, this year. So hopefully we'll see you in Wyong. If not, I'll see you in Melbourne or Adelaide or Orange. Oh, yeah, Orange is coming up as well. Lithgow, bloody, all over. And uh, hopefully overseas this year as well, because it is my year. All right, I'm going to get out of your head, guys. Don't be a shit dad. Be a good dad. Um, if you're in a Hilux, slow down. Or a bloody um, Astoria. I don't even know. What's that, what's that car called? The Angora. There's some fucking big truck. Sorry, cheese and rice. There's some bloody big truck that's always in front of me that makes me angry. Amarok. If you're in an Amarok, slow down and stop menacing people on the road. That's going out to you, Troy. Yeah, you know who you are, Troy. Sitting there in your Amarok, riding me bumper. Get off it. Okay. Well, hey, go off. Have a wonderful week. Do things. Um, engage with people. Lay off the booze if you are, you know, prone. Lay off it. Just go soft on it. Don't go hard. You don't need that second bottle. You don't need it. Just go to bed. Just bloody, that's, that's the way. You don't need a sports energy drink. Just go to bed, champ. Or have a glass of milk. All right. Well, I love you lots. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. I really, really mean it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, and I'll speak to you next week. We, we're trying to do this weekly. We're trying to do it weekly. I'm trying my best. All right. I love you lots. All right. I'll see you later, guys. Bye. Hey, kitty. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Hey, where are you? Come here, you little bastard. I'll just get the music going whilst I go look for the cat. I'll bring the cat over and try to squeeze a noise out of it. Hang on a minute. Hey, Noki. 
Milky. Where are you? How do you not make noise? Do you not know how to meow? Come here, come here. We'll go right into the microphone. Sniff it. Here, sniff the microphone. There you go. Come and sniff. You don't even purr. Here's your little breathing. See your little breathe? Get it, get it. Get the microphone. <laughs> no. Alright. Do you want to say goodbye? Bye. Hi. Hi, Nookie. Alright, cat's not going to do anything. I will have to actually squeeze it to make a noise, which I'm not going to do. That's cruelty. All right, bye, Noki. Bye, everyone. You little cat. You're so cute. Let it precede.